right. You're a rowdy bunch this morning, huh? It is good to be back with the family of God, and uh, I hope I'm not as loud as I sound up here. Lord have mercy. I might get to talking a little bit loud if I get too excited. Listen, uh, I am sure you had a wonderful time with your family and friends over the Christmas season and uh, into the new year. Uh, As was mentioned, I uh, sent out a video uh, on New Year's and just kind of touching on where I felt like the Lord wanted to take us in this year. And then also a newsletter went out a few days ago, and that'll be something that we're going to be doing once a month where the pastors will be able to communicate given their areas of responsibility and how that interacts with uh, the church body, information you might need to know, prayers that we can pray for you and and words that we can speak over our church family. Can I get an amen? Amen. Um, Today we're going to begin our new series and I will declare over you what I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Probably three months prior to the new year, I felt the Lord prompting me that this is a year for our church and its members to be fruitful and multiply. Now, parents, before you start getting nervous, married couples, when I said that to Angie, she said to me, she said, uh, not, not in the physical sense, right? I mean, for us, the kids, the grandchildren are one thing, but children, we're done with that. So look, I'm not going to speak into your own personal life at home with regard to how many kids you want. That's up to you. But I will tell you that God wants you to be fruitful and multiply in your relationship with him, your relationship to one another, and your relationship with the lost. It will never be different than what Jesus gave us when he came to this earth. In all his teachings... And everything that he said, it really centered around two commands and one commission. Say that with me. Two commands. One commission. Those two commands was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself. And the great commission was to go and make disciples, teaching them to obey all that he commanded to do. And what did he command to do? Two commands. One commission. Our commission is to go... And teach others how to love God and love others. Amen? Amen. And so uh, as we uh, think about this, uh, be fruitful and multiply this word over us, I want to emphasize this week, be fruitful and multiply your reach. Be fruitful and multiply your reach. When I think about uh, all the things that God has given us the ability to do over Even through COVID, some of the things that he called us into that most would say, let's not take anything else on. Come on, somebody. I don't need any more stresses. I don't need something else to do. I'm just trying to figure this season out. And at that time, God came knocking at the door of our church from a sister church in Florida. He came knocking at our door from the leadership of that southeast region of Open Bible and ask if I do an assessment. Most of you know about this. Some of you don't. If you're visiting, this is your first time probably hearing it. But we are one church in two locations. We have a campus in Largo, Florida. Can you do this with me this morning? Can you give a hand clap, give a shout out to them this morning? Because we are grateful to have them as a part of the Reach Church family. And next week, they're going to be watching this message on the screen in Largo, Florida. Because it's not a message that's just about us here. It's a message 
of how God took us out of here to make an impact in the lives of others. And in doing so, how their reach back, their love for us, their prayers for us have opened the doors for even more than that. Do you know that that, uh, in January of last year, January 1st of last year, um, I took over as the Mountain Plains Regional Executive Director. That's a mouthful, huh? So get it this way. The Mountain Plains Regional Executive Director of Open Bible Churches in this region. <laughs> and so when people, what do you do, you know, uh, well, I get the pastor at Reach Church uh, in Colorado, but also Largo, Florida. And then we uh, have seven states that we have churches in. And I get to um, oversee and serve those churches and ministers and pastors Uh, and the members of those churches as well. 22 churches is what we're heading into. Two of them have been planted, uh, one in Fort Collins. Some of you know Rob Bray. Uh, Rob Bray was a youth pastor here years ago and raised up, uh, sent out. He went and planted a church in Nebraska and then circled back around to Fort Collins and started to uh, seek me out and say, hey, you know, I'd like to relate. And so he is currently uh, credentialed as an open Bible minister. And their church, this month, their church is affiliating with Open Bible, so there'll be another Open Bible uh, sister church in Fort Collins. What I'm really excited about is that when the Lord comes knocking, come on, when he comes knocking, oftentimes our response can be, it's bigger than us. I don't know that if I'm, if I'm prepared for it. I don't know that I can do these things, but here is the truth in the midst of God asking. He didn't intend for you to do it. He intended to do it for you. See, David said he would build a temple for the the Lord. And when he set out to do that, God sends Samuel the prophet and God himself exhorts David, I didn't ask you to build me a house, yet I will build you a house. And what we know is that God is still building the house for David because Jesus came from the lineage of David. And his church is the temple that God always wanted. You and I and every other church that gathers around this world that worships the one true God, that follows Jesus Christ and the leading of the Holy Spirit, that church is the temple that God always intended his presence to be poured out into. As the Bible says that we're all living stones, one set upon another for a place of God to inhabit by his spirit. See, just a few moments ago when we were worshiping the Lord together, right, in unity and just pressing in and worshiping the Lord, that's what he's looking for. True worshipers who will worship in truth and in spirit. And in that, we make a dwelling place for God in the midst of our praise. His word says that he inhabits the praises of his people. Inhabits. That's his home. He doesn't want to reside anywhere else but in the praises of his people. So hearing that, I would say that we need to be a people of praise. Amen? Amen. Mm. So be fruitful and multiply. So here in Colorado, we've been able to see God do some wonderful things uh, in Largo, Florida, and then again all throughout the seven states of Mountain Plains region. I believe it's only the beginning of what God is doing. As a matter of fact, we got a phone call. I told a story uh, on uh, Christmas Eve about Pastor Paul Simon, who's retiring in La Junta, Colorado. Uh, Currently, they don't have a pastor. And so we're going to be believing God that he's going to provide a pastor for La Junta, Colorado. Uh, Can I get an amen? Amen. Would you pray for that with me? 
that God will provide a pastor for them. Because Pastor Warren will go down next week and he's going to preach for them. And I'll be down there uh, once in a while to preach for them because they don't have a pastor. Do you know that, uh, if you will, the average pastor, 80% of pastors will serve for about four years and they leave the ministry for good and never return. 80%. We need God, right, to raise up leaders, to send into local churches. The crisis we have in America is we have churches all over, eight out of 10 of them closing their doors. And the reason why they would close their doors is because of no leadership in the church. There are people that are longing for leadership. Uh, some months back, uh, last Easter it was, Angie and I got to go up and set a new pastor into Bismarck. You allowed me to go do that. That's a harvest for you because they're up there making an impact on people's lives and God's doing wonderful things. Do you know when we stand before the Lord in that final day, I don't think any of us are going to be wondering what else God could have done for us. I think we'll be taking account. What, what else could I have done, done for God? How could I have fulfilled his call on my life just a little bit more? Anyone that's ever seen the movie Schindler's List might know exactly what that's about. If you've never seen it, take caution because, you know, from the, the, uh, from the Holocaust, you know, there are people without clothing. And so if you've got young ones, be careful how you watch that. But the thing was, Schindler was a guy who would rescue Jews. He would use his wealth to rescue Jews. Now, he made a lot of money off of the work they did. But he would rescue Jews. And in rescuing them, when it came to the end of it all and the war was over, he had a gold ring. And he looks at his gold rings. How many, of, how many more could I have purchased their freedom? How many more Jews could I have saved if I'd have just taken that to purchase them? And he was taking an assessment of all the things he still had. And would he have given and sacrificed to have rescued just one more? I really think that that is what it will be like for us in the day we stand before the Lord. Did we do everything that we could do to share the beauty of salvation, the love that God has bestowed upon us? Can I get an amen in the house of the Lord? See, that's all about being fruitful and multiplying your reach. I don't control your reach. I control my reach. I control where I am all in with God if the Holy Spirit should prompt me, will I be willing to respond to that call and do what he's asking me to do? And I challenge you this year. I challenge you to assess, are you doing what God's calling you to do? Now, having said that, I want to ask you to, some of you that uh, have gone to Reach Church for a while, you know the distinct statements that we make that are interconnected for our vision and so uh, I'm going to say them. I'm going to ask that you repeat them after me. Uh, for those of you who are new, no pressure, but take a shot at it. <laughs> at Reach Church, we reach up with love for God. We reach. Say it with me. Reach up with love for God. Reach in with love for one another. And reach out with the love of Christ, to the world with the love of Christ, sorry. If you think about those three things, again, that falls within the two commands and the one commission that the Lord has given us. At every moment. 
Here's why. The world's changing all around us. Every single one of us in here know that. We don't know what it all means, and nor do we, do we want to start trying to outguess what it all means. But one thing is for sure, we had better be preparing ourselves at all times for the return of the Lord. Hmm. I feel like that might have fallen on a little bit of disbelief. Let me say the world is restructuring and reshaping right now all around us. And the assumption is, is oh, it's okay. It'll all go back to normal. Did things go back to normal after COVID? And I want you to know that the world is going to continue to change. It's going to continue to shift until the return of the Lord. But the key for the church, for, for us as believers, is to continually press into the Lord to be fruitful and multiply. We're going to take a deeper look at this in a moment. Um, but I want to stir up, if you will, um, that idea of fruitfulness and multiplication in our reach. Let me ask you, what do you see? Close your eyes right now. Because I want you to be able to picture the things in your life right now. What do you see in these areas? What do you see in your personal life? What do you see in your singleness? What do you see in your marriage? What do you see in your family? What do you see in your friendships? What do you see in your career? What do you see in your health? What do you see in your finances? What do you see in your relationship with Christ? Now open your eyes. And I hope that as I ask those questions, there were things flashing before you that you see some things that like, yeah, man, God is right in the middle of that. And you see other things that like, I want God in the middle of that. Because what we see, our vision helps us to see where we are, but also where we can go. Anybody drive here this morning? Right? Anybody just close their eyes while they're driving here? <laughs> if you did and your family was riding with you, that was a pretty exciting ride. <laughs> How many of us do that, though, in life? See, we call it denial. Situations that can be going on in our life, and it's like God's trying to get a hold of us in the midst of that. And what happens is, like, I just don't want to deal with this. It's like closing your eyes and driving through life. And I want you to hear me today. To be fruitful and multiply in your reach, you got to open your eyes and you got to see. Amen? You got to see that with God, all things are possible if you believe. See, I pray for your year that you'll reach up in and out of the negative and for the positive in your life. And what I mean by that is not positive thinking, but for the future that God speaks over your life. If you're in his word and you're reading his word and he prompts you for something to change, call upon the Holy Spirit to come and help you make that change. Know this, that it's his power that will give you the ability to do it. It's his grace at work, but it is your decision to invite that, to make that change. Amen? 
So I want to share a, a quick um, illustration for you that comes from a true story of research that was done. And that's take the, the chameleon, for example, the lizard, right? The chameleon. It shows uncanny uh, accuracy in nabbing bugs with its tongue. According to Matthias Ott and Frank Schaeffel of the University uh, Eye Hospital, and this is in Tübingen, Germany, lizards have eyes that work like a telephoto lens of a camera that requires a positive and a negative lens. All other animals in the world have only a positive convex lens. This is the first discovery of a creature that also has a negative concave lens. The two lenses give the chameleon supervision. Say supervision. I mean, I'm talking supernatural ability to see. Come on. You might not be able to see something in the natural with your own eyes, with the circumstances that are around you. But I want you to know the day that you gave your life to Christ and the Spirit of God came to live on the inside of you, he gave you super vision. Hmm. Being able to see in ways that others do not often makes the difference when it comes to doing things that others don't between success and failure, if you will. So uh, I want to go a little bit deeper into the idea then of our reach, to be fruitful and multiply uh, in our reach. One, in reaching up with love for God, the fundamental command to be fruitful and multiply was the first given to humanity in the book of Genesis. It's the very first command that God gave to his children. Genesis 1.28, it says this, then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, mind you, take note there. You know the only thing God didn't give us dominion over was other people? That's his place. He's the one worthy of worship. He's the one that we look to. Even in the, in the sense of having leadership, when you think of uh, in our country or you think of in the church or where you work, God wants you to look to him as your provider. We sang that in that song earlier, right? He's the one that provides for us and, and continues to do so. I want you to know that it really comes down to this. What are you looking at? What do you see? Do you have supervision or 